0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Thursday morning. This is the Podcast Daily. That's Bill Landis. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. We are finishing up, as promised, the rundown of the Ohio State Recruiting Class of 2023 as it stands as the Buckeyes get ready to march into the 2022 season. And when that happens, Bill, their focus turns away a little bit from the day-to-day recruiting, the how-do-you-do type of stuff that you have to do all year round, how-you-feeling type of stuff that you have to do, (laughs) the emotional management that you have to do with recruits. Now it's about hey, we're trying to win a national championship and that matters more in a lot of cases. What you do on the
1: field starting next Saturday matters more in a lot of cases than that sort of maintenance, right? Yeah, I think especially with this team in this year with this defense and everybody wanting to see what it's about, the offense, I think, pretty much sells itself. Uh, but there's some some holes left, I think, in this class on the defensive side that they're trying to fill, and I think some prospects out there to, that are eager to see what this looks like. So that starts next weekend.
0: Yeah, and, and that is going to start in earnest. We're going to deep dive into the recruiting list of visitors for next week, sometime next week. But the three top targets at defensive end, Mateo Uyengalile, uh, Keon Keeley, and Damon Wilson will all be in town. They're going to be part of, and I said it on Wednesday's show, like, maybe the most ridiculous recruiting list I've ever seen for a football (laughs) game at Ohio State, and that's saying something. I'm kind of reminded right now of 2017 Ohio State-Michigan. That was a day when Jeff Okuda, Marvin Wilson, I mean, it was like Baron Browning, the the who's who around the country of everyone was in town, and I I think you're going to see a similar style of experience um, next weekend at Ohio State, but... What we will see is every single defensive commitment that Ohio State has in their class of 2023 on campus. They're all coming back for this game. And uh, we'll start with the guy who has to travel the shortest distance. That's Will Smith, interior lineman, defensive lineman, three-tech type out of Dublin Coffin High School. Obviously, folks, if you're not familiar with recruiting, if you're not a day-to-day recruiting watcher, you still know who Will Smith is anyway
1: as far as Ohio State goes. Players got a lot better, I think, yeah. over the last year, right? I remember seeing him last summer, thinking to myself, like, I don't know. Seeing him this summer, is like, okay, I get it. Like, he seems quicker, d- noticeably bigger. Um, I think watching him work with Larry Johnson as often as he got to this summer, I think you could tell that Larry was pleased with the progress that Will has made. So, lower-ranked guy, but but I think a kid who's going to be a pretty quality player.
0: It's an underrated aspect of defensive line recruiting around here in the last few years that the local kids... The Jonathan Coopers, the Jack Sawyers, the advantage that those guys have to be able to the tie Hamiltons. yeah, Being able to come here as much as they can in the summer and work with Larry Johnson is a huge, huge development advantage for someone like Will Smith. And obviously, you know, his father, an All-American at Ohio State, a former first-round pick of the New Orleans Saints, like this is a kid that comes from some pretty good stock. And yeah, uh, you like know that too. you have upside there with him. Also, on the defensive line at defensive tackle is Jason Moore from Baltimore. This is a kid that Ohio State had to pluck away from Notre Dame really in the recruiting process. And a, a, one of those guys that just fits Ohio State to a T from a personality standpoint, a, a, uh, a work ethic standpoint, not a big look at me guy, but he's the number one rated defensive tackle in the country, according to rivals.com. And again, we're talking about a defensive class that doesn't get a lot of hype, Yeah, but you know, I wrote about this uh, for ohiostate.rivals.com. In the last month, Ohio State had Jason Moore, Arvell Reese, Jaden Bonsu. Um, you know, that's that's a pretty good group of commitments to come in here in the last month. And then you had sure. Kay and Lee and Calvin Simpson Hunt and Jermaine Matthews. And all of a sudden that six week stretch, which a lot of folks were saying was pretty bad, looks pretty good to me. But it's highlighted, I think, by Jason Moore, the number one ranked defensive tackle in the country, 6'6", 270. There's a kid that I think people look at and say, defensive end, maybe a guy that can move inside or out, but it's sort of that new body style that Larry Johnson loves.
1: Probably their best win to date in the class. I mean, on either side of the ball, I would say. I actually forgot about him, which I think speaks to uh, sort of just how understated he's been in his recruitment. I know you wrote the other day about don't worry about defensive tackle. And in my head, I was like, well, they only have one because I forgot. That Jason Moore is probably going to be a defensive tackle, and this is a kid who's you know a top fifty-ish kind of player, just a really explosive talent, really good basketball player too. His brother is a a really good player at Villanova, and I think Jason picked up some of that too. So I love those kind of players. That the. kind of like draymond Joan type yep. where they're maybe a high school in, but you can tell they're going to be really good three technique in college.
0: Yeah, and as a Philadelphia guy, Bill knows all about Villanova, <sighs> loves Villanova <sighs> because Villanova is Philadelphia's uh, college team. Yeah, uh-huh. We can – sure uh, at, at defensive tackle, at, at defensive line right now, if there's any flip concerns, uh, I would say there aren't. Yeah, uh, and seem like it. Those two guys are pretty locked in. Obviously, Will Smith, the, the legacy here. Jason Moore, he chose Ohio State when he had options all over the country. And as Bill said, this is not a kid that's out there doing a lot of chirping. Isn't really looking for, you know, people to pay attention to him, and that generally bodes well in the recruiting trail for the team that they're committed to. Linebacker, there's one, and uh, it's Arvell Reese from Cleveland Glenville High School. Six foot four, two hundred twenty-five pounds, runs a four-five-eight. This is a kid that, in any normal recruiting cycle, I think fans would be super excited about. Yeah. And I just it, it, and I don't know if this is one of those situations where a kid's from Ohio, and so people automatically like dismiss them as not being important.
1: I think that's probably, it is what it is, yeah.
0: Stop doing that people. <laughs> it it's, happens a lot. It, it shouldn't happen. <laughs> this is a super freaky athlete, a kid that is really gonna have a lot of potential for Ohio State to play on the edge. If, you, he, if he puts on 15, 20 pounds, he could maybe be a defensive end in this class. If he sticks in that 225, 230 range, you have a big menacing Mike linebacker and that's what Ohio State's been recruiting him at. He committed to Ohio State last month when he did because the Buckeyes had a perceived need for a boost yeah like i think that they knew he was going to be in this class ted ginn senior the, the the legendary coach at cleveland glenville prefers his guys to commit later in the cycle um but ohio state today hey, you know what arbel we know you're coming how about you just uh it's gonna inspire that tweet off let's, in, let's fire that <laughs> off so uh, you know you had this graphic set up for a while let's let's get it knocked out no concerns with him this is a no. kid that penn state michigan kentucky we're all over alabama has offered other schools around the country have offered but it's a young man who grew up in Ohio, dreaming of playing for Ohio State, wearing the blocko. He is the first Ohio State commitment from Cleveland Glenville High School since 2014, and what will likely be the beginning of a new run at Glenville as Ted Ginn's program reinvigorates itself.
1: Yeah, they have guys in, in 24 and 25, I think, that are Ohio yeah. State caliber, so I think there's going to be a few here the next couple of years. I love the player, Arvel Reese, because there's like a little ambiguity on the position. I do wonder if they should be done at linebacker, but then, but I'm also not in favor of just taking someone to take them because you feel that way. Yeah. I think you need to take somebody who you really believe in. So I, I don't know. I, maybe you can tell me I'm wrong, but I'm a little curious to see what they do there just because there's a possibility that Arvell could be a defensive lineman down the road.
0: I'm not I can tell you're wrong, but I, I think you're right on. You're not going to just take anyone. Yeah. Ohio State's in a position at, 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 at that position. I love being extremely redundant. <laughs> Um, they're at a position at that position where you're going to go take a guy that you know you're only going to take him if he's a surefire, come in here and play type of guy. They really were huge fans of Tackett Curtis who committed to USC. Sort of surprised people. If you're looking for a potential flip I guess it's more of a, is there any possibility Ohio State can flip in someone like right. Tackett Curtis? If USC's defense struggles, if he decides as he gets closer, as we talked about on the Wednesday show, as he gets closer to signing day, does he want to go all the way out to California? It's a kid from a very small town in Louisiana, not like a New Orleans kid. This is, he's from many Louisiana, which a lot of people I've talked to have said it's like a Midwest town in right. Louisiana. It's not your traditional, you know, Cajun. highways. Yeah, exactly. But I think you're right at that thinking that there is some ambiguity because you don't know with Arvell Reese if he's going to get bigger. And, and if you look at him, I'm telling you, if you see that kid in person, you can see where you could. Think, I, I think I think he's going to get bigger. Right. I mean, he, if he gets in that two forty five, two fifty range, and you know, it's not unheard of to have a six foot four, two hundred fifty pound middle linebacker. That was something that was maybe old school football. Yeah. Um, we haven't had one of those around here in a while at, at Ohio State. I mean, we had Raycon McMillan at six four, two, six two, 240. Um, but the body style of Arvell, if if he's able to keep that speed, then all of a sudden you have an Andy Katzemoyer sized middle linebacker, which it's been a while.
1: Yeah. I mean, the size is not necessarily prohibitive as long as he can still move the way that he needs to move in in this defense and seeing his athletic profile when he was out here camping in June, like he definitely has that even if he does get a little bit bigger.
0: I like that word choice. Prohibitive.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: you. Thank you you for using it. Um, Let's, let's move over to the secondary. It's sort of the the position of the most intrigue for ohio state most of the cycle because it's the spot where you had the dijon johnson decommitment who was you know by some accounts a top 40 player in the country by others a kid that has just a lot of raw upside potential but you weren't sure what you were going to get what you have currently are three three cornerbacks committed you have jermaine matthews from wynton woods high school in cincinnati obviously not a concern as far as a flip goes like that if someone flips an ohio kid from ohio state We could probably just expect the snow to start falling because (laughs) the world is upside down at that point. Um, Then you have Kay and Lee from Georgia, who is a former Georgia commitment who reopened his recruitment and 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 ended up committing to Ohio State. That's an interesting one just because, you know, he was committed to Georgia and you don't you do wonder if the Bulldogs made a push. Yeah. Do you do you have concerns? I don't have those concerns with Kay and Lee because of Miguel Patrick, one of the Ohio State uh, staff members here, who is a former high school head coach of Kay and Lee's. And I think that relationship, as long as Miguel Patrick is here until signing day, <laughs> which that is certainly the intention, not, but Yeah. Um, but you never know. I mean, I guess we're in a weird world. Uh, I don't think there's any real concern with Kay and Lee. That is the type of corner, you know, we're going to deep dive into what guys can do, what they bring into the, the class. That's one of those feisty little corners that you you really kind of like to have on your team, just an aggressive little, you know, I don't want to say, like, troll, but he <laughs> he's out there, like, to cause trouble for he's people. He's a troll.
1: We don't mean that, pejorative. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's out there yeah. to cause trouble for people. Yeah, I I actually get kind of similar vibes from Jermaine Matthews, too. I think we've talked a lot about guys with that mentality in, yeah. in various shows on, on the podcast, and I think they got – two in this corner group who bring that. Calvin Simpson-Hunt, maybe not, but if he doesn't have that kind of personality trait, he makes up for it with being able to fly up and down the field. Yeah, Cal- serious Calvin
0: Simpson-Hunt, the, the third corner in this class from Waxahachie, I think it's how it's Waxahatchee. pronounced. Waxahachie. Waxahachie uh, in Texas, former Texas Tech commit. So again, when you're talking about flip concerns, any, it, it's always more concerning when a guy has already flipped from somewhere else yeah. because you know that there's at least the thought I don't think there's a major concern right now, but I, I, I think it's hard for Ohio State fans to not be, like, scarred by Terrence Brooks and <laughs> Jordan Battle and all these last couple of years there's been a handful of defensive backs that have flipped things up on Ohio State at the last minute we are like, are you kidding me? And yeah. the Buckeyes are counting pretty heavily on Calvin Simpson Hunt, who I think has the highest upside of this cornerback group. Six foot one, 200 pounds, just an absolute blazing fast sprinter. Real long, it's everything you want in a corner, and I think he's got NFL first-round pick potential at, at corner. But it is a concern just because he's in Texas, and you don't know what A&M and Texas exactly. city schools are going to do come December.
1: Yeah, those those schools would would scare me in, until the end. I mean, honestly, maybe even Texas Tech too. Yeah, they that's an interesting program at the moment, and clearly he liked them enough at one point to be committed to them. I think Joey McGuire's got a lot of people believing in what he's building down there, so I'm sure they're going to stay in it, try to stay in it till the end as well. So um, I'm, I wouldn't be super alarmed, but. I think you have to have your antennas up a little bit when, when A&M and, and Texas are so close by for him.
0: Yeah, when we're talking flip watch concerns as we did on, on Wednesday, we put a number on it. I would put like a two yeah. on Calvin Simpson hunt right now. I just don't think so. I put like Kay and Lee at a none or a one. I mean, I guess if we're doing one to 10, one's the lowest, right? Um, you can, I mean, call it a zero. I, I, I will call it a zero right <laughs> now. There's no concerns there. As we move to safety. That is the spot where I think this the most intrigue has been because people all cycle have been like why on earth would Ohio State want four safeties in this class? When you look at the roster, I know why.
1: What's the reason why? It's a safety driven defense. Safety
0: driven defense at Ohio State, and you know they're going to lose three after this year, in Ronnie Hickman and Josh Proctor and Tanner Mm McAllister. But you already have the next wave of starters ready. And then you have guys like Jansen Dunn and Cam, uh, you know, Sunny Styles and Kai Stokes and whatever they do with guys like Cam Martinez. But they still wanted four in this class, and right now they've got three. Um, one of them is Cedric Hawkins, whose commitment was one of the more bizarre t- commitments yeah, in, in this cycle. I mean, it, yeah. it's not a knock on Cedric. He he had an Ohio State offer. He wanted to accept it. He did. He just did it. At the end of the first quarter of the rose bowl when the ohio state coaching (laughs) staff was in california had no idea it was coming those sort of things happen sometimes and and maybe it's just a player taking advantage of the the moment yeah um and that's not the biggest concern with cedric hawkins the biggest concern is that the entire defensive staff he committed to is no longer working here Uh, and that is at least a door opener for other schools around the country to say hey you know number one you're the third you're the third safety in a class number two you don't know these coaches so perry eliano these guys have been working from a, a little bit of a disadvantage to keep that going but cedric has not publicly done anything crazy he's not said anything he has made a visit to auburn over the summer that's kind of had some alarm bells going off for people but if i had to pick one guy i'd say he's like a four on the on the flip watch just
1: because he did take that visit to auburn and because of what i just said and also he's in florida and he's in florida Can't, can never dismiss the, the florida factor really uh yeah. Bizarre, I think is a good way to put it. Like I, he committed as like who, like it wasn't, we especially at that time because yeah. like you knew, or I guess we didn't know officially, but I guess, well, we knew officially that staff was going to be out the door yeah. and he still committed. <laughs> well, so. Matt
0: Barnes had been talking about taking the job at Memphis with people in, in California just a few days earlier. Yeah. It was not a surprise that that staff was disassembled what was a surprise is that Cedric Hawkins said, you know what? I'm taking my spot and you can't stop it.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I guess I'll give the new staff credit for kind of just picking up that relationship and, and yeah. seemingly putting it in a good spot, but you're right. It's, it's, it's a new relationship kind of across the board for him and everybody in the building. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know what Miami and Florida think of Cedric Hawkins, but I'm just going to assume that they're going to try to aggressively yeah. pursue
0: him. And I want to couple that. I think there's this credit due to the new coaching staff for continuing to allow him to be a commitment yeah no, because sure. there is a a heavy percentage of college staffs around the country that would have walked in and said you know what that's not our guy no thanks we're gonna yeah. we're gonna start over and that's not what happened instead perry Oliano, jim knowles uh ryan day you know led that effort but they, they made it a point to make sure that cedric hawkins stays involved he was has been very involved in helping recruit florida and done a great job with brandon ennis and carnell tate and all the other guys down there But he's safety one in the class as far as when he committed. And the second one was Malik Hartford, who Ohio State offered pretty much the day after Perry Eliano got the job here as because he was recruiting him extremely hard for Cincinnati. To me, Malik Hartford is a future captain type of all Big Ten type player. I think he's a stud. I think he's one of the guys that nationally is not getting near enough attention. 6'2", 200 pounds, an absolute like heat-seeking missile type of, of safety. I worry about him hurting himself more than I worry about him flipping to another school. Like, that's... Watching the way he plays, he plays with what we would call reckless abandon.
1: That hit... I don't know. I don't know who they played. Cincinnati Xavier. Yeah. I mean... Just annihilated the poor kid. And it was a clean hit. Like, there was nothing dirty about it. But I thought to myself, like, man. And I thought more about Malik. I was like, be careful, dude. Because those are the kind of hits where you can knock yourself out. It
0: drew a flag, but only because it's high school football and they can't review it. It would draw a flag in college, and then it would have been overturned. Yeah. They probably still would have said unnecessary roughness, maybe. But, like, I mean, football has a lot of necessary roughness. In football, you
1: can't hit too hard anymore.
0: Speaking of guys who hit hard, Jaden Bonsu, that's the other safety in the class. The most recent commitment for the Buckeyes, New Jersey six foot two, 190 pounds, a guy that a lot of folks think is a another candidate to move position. So when we're talking about Arvel Reese and maybe he moves down to the defensive end, I guess there are people who believe out there that Jaden Bonsu could maybe slide down and be that linebacker. Yeah, I see it. Um, and that's what happens when you have flexibility with, with athletes, I guess. But that's not the plan. The Ohio State's plan has been reiterated to me clearly. They think he's a safety but they also have Court Williams playing a lot of what we would call the bullet position here. And that is a hybrid linebacker safety spot. And I think that's where you would see Jaden Bonsu in the future. I have him on my my list of potential flip watch candidates, but again, like maybe maybe a one right now, but only because he was clearly so back and forth in his recruitment. Multiple times he set up commitment dates. He had planned, he had told Miami he was going there. He had told Ohio State he was coming here then flipped back you know went to miami then came back to ohio state so i guess there's like at least some opportunity for mario Cristobal, mel tucker and others to kind of you know drive a wedge between him and the buckeyes but right now he's been pretty active as far as a recruiting for
1: ohio state and i don't see any concerns yeah i wouldn't be super concerned about him either it's just when you when you decide i guess whether or not you want to be concerned you have to look at like who else could potentially be involved and it's miami and even michigan state like, I, I think is trying to play a similar to to Miami game a little bit, maybe not quite as successful.
0: Not quite as aggressive.
1: Not quite as aggressive. The like, landscape
0: is different, literally, is, and I think that makes it harder. It, to is
1: ve- it is very different. But but I keep an eye on them. I guess is yeah. that was how I would view it. But I don't I don't think it's an exceedingly high rate of alarm.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the that's the entirety of the Ohio State defensive recruiting class right now. And if there's a spot where the Buckeyes are going to turn their focus as as we head into the season, it really is on the defensive side of the ball, shoring that up on the defensive line. And maybe, just maybe, keeping a slight window open if Caleb Downs likes what he sees yeah. out of this safety-driven defense and decides, hey, I'd like to take a second look at Ohio State, that's one guy they would certainly welcome back into the mix uh, with open arms. Other than that, I think, as we talked about, after Arvel Reese, after Jaden Bonsu committed, I think you could almost be done with, with the defensive recruiting class other than two defensive ends. And of another safety, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but who knows? It's a crazy world we're living in. We're living in a crazy, crazy world. And we're done talking about this for right now. We'll catch back up on the Ohio State recruiting class with myself, Jeremy Birmingham, and Bill Landis in the next couple of weeks. We'll try to do this on Wednesdays every week, but this week it's a twofer. So uh, thanks for watching the podcast daily. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, like us on all of your social media platforms. And uh, thanks for watching. See you next time.